Hey, y'all, this is Kara Diva, and you're listening to The Grove Podcast. We hope you've been well since we wrapped up season three, and we are pumped to be back opening up season four today with a special message about the beauty that comes from the unexpected and the unanticipated. For any of you guys who are new to the podcast, welcome. As a quick introduction, The Grove is a part of the Passion City Church family here in Atlanta, Georgia. You can find more information about us at our website and Instagram, which is linked in our show notes. And that way you can find out more about The Grove, our gatherings that are local and online, and our Flourish mentoring journey, which is just beautiful. It is so needed today, and you need to know more about that. So check us out online, and if you're enjoying this podcast, make sure you subscribe so that you don't miss an episode and you can easily share with everyone in your life. For you champions who've been with us for a while, we want you to know that we take our cues from you. Our team realizes what we need to do because you tell us. We love hearing from you through social media and seeing you share different messages that speak to you online. And it's actually how we know what truth is significant and worth sharing here on the podcast. So we wanna thank you and we wanna ask you to please keep it up. As you're listening today, be a good steward. Who can you think of that also needs to hear the truth that you're hearing? Let's keep spreading life and light every chance we get. Today's episode features our leader and visionary Shelly Giglio speaking with Jenny Lesko of Fresh Life Church in Montana and her daughter, Olivia. These good friends discuss the powerful ways God grows us, the ways that He shapes our lives and draws us near even in the most profound and significant moments of grief and heartache. Be sure to listen closely in the last moments as Olivia, who's just 15, gives us hope and encouragement for the beauty to come out of the next generation of believers. We're so encouraged today. We know you're going to be too. So we're going to dive in now with Shelly, Jenny, and Olivia. All right, I'm here with my two favorites today. And uh, Jenny knows that I mean this because we are friends and walk through life together. But this is Jenny Lesko. But more importantly than Jenny Lesko is the one, the only, Olivia Lesko. She is a literal treasure to my life, and uh, she knows it to be true. (laughs) And I love it so much that today that I'm not just talking to Jenny about the special things that we get to walk through in life, but we're also talking to Olivia about how God has put her in this story of friendship and almost, I feel like, family. Maybe I'm a self-assigned family <laughs> member. But I think, hey, it's I working. think you're assigned on both sides. Okay, okay. <laughs> it's official. We're family. So today is going to be a great conversation because it's with people I love and it makes it so easy, doesn't it? When it's just having a conversation like we would around dinner table or mm. around a fire pit one night, um, which I would also like to do very soon. So let's make that happen for sure. Yes. So today um, we are going to talk about a lot of different subjects and you guys probably have things in your hearts and on your minds that you would love to talk about too. And I want to give you that freedom. Like, hey, say what you want to say that you think would bring courage and light to people. And feels like in these moments of life, we just all need a lot of hope, don't we? Mm-hmm. It's so true. Life is challenging, stuff is challenging, and yet God, He is available. He is full of purpose and hope today. And He has that not only just for our lives, but He's also going to deliver it to people through our lives today. So that we're trusting to that end, and I know that's our prayer. Yes, that today would be honoring to him in that way. Yes. Well, thank you so much, Shelly, for having us. And this truly is. We're so grateful. 
I mean, how many times do you all get to do this together? I feel like it's, it's well, amazing. this is a first. Uh-huh. Real special. This is a first. What? <laughs> she it hasn't is. even been on Hey, It's the Lust Goes yet. This is going to, op- I hate, I don't even want to say that we're all about to lose our jobs because Olivia is going to take <laughs> over. But uh, not yet. We're all about to lose our jobs because Olivia is going to take over. <laughs> we're ready. Listen, talk about raising the next generation, Jenny, just for a second, because every mom I know is in a moment of the not yet seen or visible, but the belief that God is doing something extraordinary in their kids. And I have watched you for years now walk through the tension of knowing, maybe not seeing every day, not understanding. And Olivia, I'm coming to you, so you're going to have to explain (laughs) some of this too. But just talk about what it looks like to believe for something that you can't yet see and what that means in parenting to you. Mm, That's so good. Gosh, I'm learning um, all the time. And Mm. I, um, there is that tension of believing what God has for your kids and even just little glimpses of it throughout like little childhood. Like the other day we were, we were on vacation and Lennox was, um, he was with us and he, we were at this, like, you know, there's like a table and there's jewelry and it was this kind of like stand where you could buy jewelry if you wanted, but it was a little bit more on, on the expensive side. So we left and Lennox looks up at me and they had this little like front pocket and he pulls this ring out and he said, mom, I'm going to give this to my future wife someday. That is, <laughs> that is awesome. Except that you just stole it. <laughs> No. So he literally was thinking of his future wife and found this $400 ring. And so we walked him back and he said, sorry. And, but he still now is like, I still, he's like, I should have gotten that ring for my future wife. Like little random things that you just see, like God's mm-hmm. hand is on my kids, but like, well, not in the through, stealing, through but in the, the thinking about the future. But I think it's, it's so challenging because I feel like we live in a day where I mean, for me, seeing online or seeing friends who are doing life and parenting and and feeling like they got it, they've got it down. They know exactly the schedule and the rhythms and all the kind of things. And I usually feel like I don't have that. I usually mm-hmm. feel like I'm scrambling, or um, I don't have a plan, or um, even traveling like that causes just so much anxiety and stress in me of making sure everyone's covered and all that kind of stuff. But I just feel like I've been learning the freedom of being me, me and God, me and my husband, me and my kids, figuring out what what works for us and finding a freedom of being confident in that. I feel yes. like there's so many different people called to so many different things and God's hand is on them, and the way the the way that He's graced them and their family and their kids is different than what that looks like for us. And I think so often I'm comparing and thinking like, man, I don't put my kids down to bed at this particular time every single night, mm-hmm. or I I'm still learning how to plan meals. It's like 4 p.m. and I'm like, wait, what am I doing for dinner? And then I'm scrambling. Are y'all hungry? They're like, every day. We're hungry every day. Uh, It's (laughs) dinner time, mom. Yeah, Yeah, I want to speak to that, though, because I feel like some of that flexibility in you and what you would see as a challenge of I'm not organized enough to be leading this family is also the beauty that creates the moments that I personally have gotten to experience with your family 
that we couldn't have planned. That if we had put them on a schedule and tried to coordinate it and said, even we are intentional about making this happen, we couldn't have. But yet by our ability to just be present and I think to show up with good hearts and intentionality toward being available to God and to others, God was able to create something that we'll, none of us in this circle of three will ever forget. And I, I would rather have that memory than to say, when we got there, Lennox went down at seven, because mm-hmm. that's what time <laughs> Lennox goes to bed. And, and I'm like, I, I don't want you to have to live in the fussy Lennox zone. I know there's plenty of that. You know, and so if you need to put him down at seven, put it down at seven. But I also don't want to judge you that if you don't do that, that something isn't going well. Right. And I think we all need that kind of freedom no matter what our life's about. So one of the things you mentioned, Jenny, just talking was just about the comparison thing. And obviously, I think we could spend this whole podcast on this, but we do have your 15-year-old daughter next to you. (laughs) And she's been raised in a generation of comparative thinking, and we all had it. So Instagram didn't create it, sadly. We all did that growing up without Instagram or cell phones. But certainly it's really at hand for you, Olivia, at all times. It's literally at your fingertips. And I think you can just become a slave to other people's opinions and to other people's ideas and to looking at yourself in comparison to other people's calling, gifting. Mm. I feel like one of the things that I experienced with you is that you have felt from your parents a gift to be yourself. You have been given the right to be Olivia Lusco and you're walking to the best of your ability in that right. So talk about how all that consumerism and stuff comes through your life to allow you to kind of stand where you are today. I think it's it takes a lot to get used to to like seeing just the highlight reel of everybody else yeah. and being like and remembering that the faults that I have everybody else has too. Right. So it's not like I'm the only one that struggles with things. Everybody else has like problems with their image and stuff that it's not just me and yeah. I'm not having to live up to the role of the perfect people that they pretend to be. And my parents have never put the pressure on me to be somebody that I'm not or to pretend like everything's okay. Like they've done a really good job of just like when I'm in a a rough time, they'll like help me walk through it instead of like covering up so that their image is good. What a profound word that is. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But I'm really... I'm really grateful that they've helped me like become who I am instead of just like making me into somebody that they want me to be. Yeah. Man, if you're gonna receive a compliment, Jenny, that's that's a good one. <laughs> that's a really right? good one. You too, Levi. You're not on here, but you, I know you're listening. Um talk for a second because you alluded to it, Olivia, and I just honestly just want to get you talking because no one will ever know what a treasure it is if they can't hear what you have to say. What you say is, it's beautiful. It's always in process. And I love that. It's so freeing to be 15 and to know you don't know everything. And yet I learned so much from you. Oh my goodness. I'm I'm not 15. (laughs) Just (laughs) slightly older. Just a a tiny, tiny bit. A tiny bit. But I still learn so much when you talk because I think you're in process and it feels vulnerable and real and mm-hmm. uh, not polished up and presented, but more like, hey, we're just figuring this out. 
And I think what's true of me and why I resonate so deeply with it is me too. Mm. I'm also figuring it out. And I know I should have it together and I know it should be polished up and finished at this point. I'm 57 years old, but it's not, you know, it's all still mid process and I'm still walking with God in a day to day way Mm -hmm. so that he is, he is working on me constantly. And um, maybe part of the reason we're friends in some way is because you can also resonate with that in me. Right. That it doesn't feel all fixed up and completed. Yeah. <laughs> that, ooh, she feels like a hot mess. Yeah, I can relate. <laughs> I can relate. Talk, talk about how it feels to carry the name Lesko. It's not familiar in every home, but it certainly is a name that's more familiar than a lot. But also feel like, hey, I woke up kind of a hot mess today. I'm a little all over the map. And I'm still going to go to school and my last name is still Lesko. So I'm going to carry right. the name and steward the honor, but I'm also going to be myself. Talk about what, what helps you do that. I think um, not being okay and being a Lesko kind of lives up to the name in a way because our family hmm. has done a good job of owning the fact that we are crazy <laughs> and that like Lennox stole a $500 ring like yeah, two yeah. days ago. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think owning the fact that we have our problems. <laughs> Y'all are my favorite people. You've, you've, you've reached the pinnacle. <laughs> it makes it really easy to just like accept the fact and embrace it that everybody's going to have problems. And I found that when people do that who I look up to, it makes them more like it makes them easier to look up to mm. when they embrace the fact that they have weird problems or just like little faults in their personalities when they embrace it and are working on it openly yeah that makes like them feel Freeing, more personable mm-hmm. yeah so I think like working on it and letting other people in and telling them about it it helps you could almost end with that but yes you've got more <laughs> Yeah, (laughs) no, no. I think it just like, it helps other people know you're a real person. I don't want to be fake. I don't do fake very well. I think y'all don't either. And that's, it's magnetic to me. It draws me into your life and and hopefully vice versa. Well, I remember one of our most recent conversations with you, Shelly. We were, I think we were in Florida and I remember asking you a specific question about something. I don't remember what, but it was a question about something. And you were like, I don't know. I have not figured that out yet. <laughs> and I felt like I felt freedom like ring through my body. I I'm should like, know more, guys. I really should. <laughs> like, oh, my gosh. Okay. So there's no, there isn't an expectation mm-hmm. to try to have this right and try to nail it and try to get this by now type of mentality. It's like when you you told me. I wake up every day desperate for Jesus, desperate for his word, desperate for him to do whatever he wants in my life. And you even posted on your birthday this year, you said, yes, Lord, I'm here. Or something to that effect of I'm here and I'm ready. Yes, Lord, what's the question? And I just think it's so freeing because it's like we don't have to have it all together now. We don't have to have it all together when we're older. We don't have to have it all together at any point because— Jesus holds us together. And that when you told me that, I, that was a significant moment in my life where I felt like God's got this and I don't have to got this. Yeah. And I think, you know, there's a reason that God talked in the Old Testament even about daily bread. 
and you know we we know the story and the manna came and people were provided for and it came in the morning and the night and it wouldn't you couldn't keep it cuz it would spoil so we can rehearse and recite the story but we seem to not be able to embrace the idea <laughs> and the idea is what's so powerful is that you don't store up what you need for future life that you actually embrace the current moment with his provision. And his concept of daily bread is game-changing because it's like, man, if I don't have a living, vibrant relationship with him right now, I'm really not going to have what I need. And I didn't get it yesterday, and I won't have it for tomorrow, so I better be depending on him now. And he, he what's amazing if somebody like me who is ahead of you guys can say, I've never had him not come through. So if I, I can't tell you a lot of things about how it's all going to work out and who's all going to be in the story and how they're all going to play their roles and what it's going to look like. But I can tell you this, <laughs> that I figured out in life that I can't store it up and I was desperate for him daily. And you know what? He's never failed me yet. So maybe if there's anything that I could give you courage in today is that he won't fail you either. I love that part of our story is a story of grief, and I wasn't present in your lives. And when you guys walked through Linnea's death and just the onslaught of grief in that moment and even in the years going forward from that moment, and I certainly have been in some of those with you. But I do often say, and let me ask you because I don't know if you find this to be true, but I find that some of the most profound and deepest friendships that I have are people who have walked through significant grief. They're not the people who everything seems to have gone okay for. <laughs> they actually are the people who have not known if they would make it. What do you think about that? Is that true? Is that real? Is there something that God is doing in you that feels more approachable because of what you've walked through? Um, I think that's also true of you, Olivia. I feel like when people are in crazy grief, like when Lenya went to heaven, there wasn't really anywhere else for me to go except for God. Mm. Like I was seven years old mm. and I barely understood what was happening. I yeah. didn't really know like what was going yeah. on or like the night she went to heaven, I didn't really know what it meant. I just knew that she wasn't there anymore. And that mm. was like, that was insanely mm. hard. And over the years, it's like, it's been hard to accept the fact that I just like, that she's just not here anymore. And um, that I won't see her until I go to heaven too. So embracing the fact that the only way I'll ever see her again is to love God and to know that he's got her too. Yeah. I think just like remembering he's the way to everlasting life and that he's the way I'll see her when I'm in heaven. <laughs> I think about that moment a lot. I think about when we stand there and, and she's face-to-face uh, -face with us and us with her and how she was probably cheering us on through um, maybe even in some ways more challenge than she experienced in her young life. Mm. And she's looking at us growing up and trying to be the people of God <laughs> in a really broken environment, right? right? Yeah. And she's... She, she, she's a piece of that and a part of that. And I know you feel that in your life that she is championing you guys today toward forever and that heaven is real and that it's worth living for. And I feel that like when I'm around you guys that you feel that. 
But I also know that when we see her, that we are going to feel so relieved and particularly you guys, that she has been held by Jesus the whole time. Yeah. yeah. And that that's where she's been, you know, when we can't see her or hold her, that she's being held. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just talk about that moment for a second. What, what do you imagine when you think about it? It's wild. Imagining Lenya, she, she would be 14. She'd be turning 14. She'd be turning 14 this year. So there's so much like unknown about what she would be like right now like yeah I just want to know mm-hmm. so yeah. it's like it's more joy and just like one wonder I guess because I just want to know what it'd be like so imagining her in heaven like always happy not having her allergies or anything or yeah. just being able to be like who God wants her to be there and like just being free I don't know it's a it's beautiful it, it to think of her in that environment just it brings a smile to my face. Yeah, it does. It really makes me think, wow, I can't wait to be there. Yes. <laughs> no. And I obviously want to be faithful here, but man, that's gonna be a good day, isn't it? It will. It's gonna be amazing. It was really sweet when Liv was I think it was pretty soon after Lenny went to heaven, but I remember you saying, like, I just wish I could FaceTime Lenya right now. And like see what where she is, what she's doing. And I just even that sweet, like childlike wonder then. Obviously, we've always yeah. had that. And even as like for Daisy and Clover and Lennox, who I mean, Daisy was two, Clover was one, and Lennox wasn't even born yet. So there's that grief that they're experiencing on the back end of not having gotten to know her. So there's a lot of that conversation of what do you think Lenya's doing in heaven right now? But even recently, I feel like with Olivia especially, is I mean, she's five years older than Daisy. And so there's just that void like all the time. And I think like Olivia has friends who are sisters and like the closeness of them, like there's always that thought of what would be, what would it be like with Lenya here and the friendship that we'd have? Like, and so I think that's also the grief upon grief where it's like, it's just grief in a new road. And it's like, yeah, we experienced extreme heartache then, but those moments still kind of pop up where it's like, we were on a trip recently and Levi was just like, man, I really miss Lenya right now. And it's mm-hmm. like, we haven't seen her in almost nine years, mm-hmm. but her void is still so much there. And I hope it that feeling never goes away. But I think going back to your mm-hmm. question originally is I feel like that does allow us to think more compassionately towards people. And like you said, some of our dearest, most of our dearest friends have gone through hell and have gone through horrible things. And I think it really bonds us together when we've experienced such a horrible thing because we know like God walked us through, God's with us. We have that like that bond of pain. But then I think in relating to other people and in like for Olivia, she has a depth and a wisdom and a compassion that I think not a lot of young people have. Right. And it really has given her such a, a wisdom in showing up in just the everyday life. And so I'm I'm so grateful, as, hor- as hard as that is even to say, I'm so grateful for pain and I'm grateful for um, grief. And I'm thankful for heartache because like we said earlier, it, it draws me to the desperation that I need to have every day for my Savior and for His yes. Word. And I think that that is priceless. Like I'm just, I'm grateful. Yeah. It's some of the beauty that came from the ashes, right? Yeah. It's part of it that you can see and recognize every day that 
that kind of holds you to the fire a little bit. You know, it's the grief is ongoing, but so is the beauty, and the beauty is building. And even as you wrote your book, Jenny, when you, you talked about flourishing, you could feel in the book the heartache of your life, but you could also feel in the book a turning point of decision mm. of you saying, I've been left here, and I don't get to be in heaven right now. Mm. So as a result of that, what is my life about and how am I going to fight to live a flourishing life? And obviously the name of your book is Fight to Flourish. I'm not just using that as the line of it. I feel like you could feel your decision-making point of saying, this is my history. This is my heartache. This is not minimalized. It's real. But uh, here I am. Yeah. And I want to show up today for what God has on my life and my calling. What do you think? Where was the turn? Where did you feel the turn? Are you still feeling the turn? Yes. I mean, it, it's a big turn. I feel like there's little turns. There's big turns. I feel like the the biggest turn was soon after. Like we had, like there was almost that, like we have, like we have to make a decision, like now. Like what? Are, like are we going to just let this kill us? Are we going to let this? crush us? Are we going to stand even though we feel like we can't? And I feel like that moment was in the hospital room and where we literally chose to say, God, you gave Lenya to us and we dedicated her to you. And we we told you that we were going to do the best in our power to raise her and to train her and to love her and to pour into her. And then you took her away. And so I remember that being a shifting point in the sense mm-hmm. of, God, you're here. God, you hate this just as much as we do. That was a moment that I remember there was a turn there. But like you said, I feel like it's constantly turning and it's being yeah. presented with her clothes and things that she had that night. And it's mm. choosing, like Levi wrote in his book, like running towards the roar. It's like, we have to keep running and we have to keep turning. Like we can't, like we have to keep running towards what's scary, but also turning and allowing God to use that thing in our lives. And that whole kind of jujitsu thing of like, you're using the power against you forward against them. And, um, and I just think that that's our life is continuing to run walking with Jesus, running forward, yeah. but also taking those turns and trusting and t- making the decision that, okay, today I am waking up feeling like a hot mess and I really don't feel like I have my stuff together and I really feel like I can't face this day. Mm-hmm. God, I need you. And that's like, I feel like that's a turning. And yeah. um, and so I think that's what our life consists of. But Well, your beautiful displays of a splendor. I will say that. You are stunning. Um, let's turn for one second and just talk about the church. Because Olivia, all the statistics say your generation doesn't care about the church. And then there's kids like you, born and raised, felt like you were born and then you were at church, I'm sure. And yet you don't despise it, you embrace it. And I don't think, I mean, I have a lot of things in my life that I say, if you don't like them, just hug them until you love them, you know, <laughs> and then eventually you will. I don't feel like you feel like that about the church. I feel like you actually feel inspired that maybe your generation can be the ones who stay in what God has designed for His people and 
are able to stay connected and rooted into that community and change the world through that community. And you inspire me every day as it relates to that. Mm-hmm. Talk about your choice to do that. I, I do think that's also related to being a Lusco, which you don't have to <laughs> comment on the Lusco family necessarily. <laughs> but, you know, hey, you're, you were born into it. Yeah. So the natural thing for a lot of kids who were born into it is to step out of it. Right. But instead of seeing you grow up and stepping further away from it, I see you stepping into it. So come on with us and tell us how you do that. Um, It's been, I guess, a, I want to say a journey. I went through a period where it's like if I was sitting in at church, I couldn't sit next to my parents. Like if I was worshiping, I couldn't really get into it if I was next to them. So yeah. I kind of had to work with being okay with sharing my faith with them and like getting in like training myself to not training myself. That sounds like I don't like it anymore. <laughs> I but mean, kind like, of. Yeah, kind I'm with of. you. Yeah. I get till I love it. Um, no. Um, trust me, I that mean, will be a line you'll use it often. It will. So just, just will. take Thank it. Thank you for it's that. Very, it's a good line um, of learning to love to talk about God and everything with my family. Yeah. And getting better at that has helped me to get better at like loving the church because it kind of instead of it being of my faith being my parents, it ended up like becoming my own. Where in the past it felt like I just kind of was going to church because I did and because like I loved God, but also because my parents are lead it, lead it. Yeah, it turned into a, I go to Fresh Life because I love God and I want to grow deeper in my relationship with Him, mm. and I serve at Fresh Life because I love God and I love what he's doing through my parents. So like learning to have my own faith instead yeah. of just like depending on my parents and acting like theirs is my own. Man, that's a grown up statement, right? Oh, gosh. <laughs> it really is. And she does it so well. Like every Sunday morning, I mean, she's either serving in Fresh Life Kids or she's serving on Fresh Life Production. Fresh Life Production. <laughs> Yeah. And one of them, she has to get there at seven. One of them, she has to get there at eight. And she like, that's an automatic, like, it's really hard to wake her up in the morning, generally, but Sunday morning. Louie, too, just FYI. <laughs> He's a tough one in the mornings. That's <laughs> is, me. That I don't wake up for anything. Time. Oh, but Sunday mornings, she's up and she's ready and she's Amazing. like excited. And I, I'm inspired by mm-hmm. how she loves the church and she loves being planted and she loves serving. And it's such a beautiful thing to watch. And it blows me away. Like, I always thought, raising kids up in church would just be a hard thing, like trying to get them to go. But it's like, I feel like she's pulling, like, obviously we're leading, but like, I feel like she's kind of pulling us. That's so beautiful. And it's really amazing. You can't underestimate the power of your kid's choice. I think for a lot of parents, it just feels like it's it's a labor. I'm invested. I'm raising. Mm -hmm. But man, when you talk about turns, when you start feel like your kid is starting to lead you, like, hey, man, her enthusiasm is contagious. Her belief that God is going to work today is something I need to take hold of. Her understanding that God is growing her life and investing in her, I need to remember. That's what He's also doing for me. Yes. Right. And I think that's part of the reason even when we started, Olivia, I was talking about how you inspire me. And you're just talking. You know, we're just friends. <laughs> You don't know that you're carrying profound wisdom. Mm. You don't know that you're speaking life to people necessarily in what you're saying or even not saying being. Mm. But the truth is, you know, your mom and I are here. We're pretty good people. We're pretty close to you. And we're 
we just want to say today to you, thank you. Yes. And if if you're doing that for us who are your inner circle, then I can fathom how you would also do it for people who don't have the kind of exposure to you that we have. And I just want to say, keep going. I hope I'm on trips to London with you and Florida (laughs) and wherever else for the rest of your life, right? That's my goal. Mm -hmm. And when I am, I hope that I can keep saying to you, there was a moment in time when you were 15, not yet 16, and you were pretty darn independent, but not independent yet. We were still tugging on you Um, that you were professing things that were going to profoundly hold your life. And you probably don't remember them, but we do. And I think today is going to be one of those markers that we're going to look back on for a long time with profound gratitude Mm. that God would position our lives through broken things for relationships with people that he was going to significantly use to grow us into the beautiful people that he intends for us to be. So you're that for me, Olivia. Oh my gosh. You too, Jenny. God uses you. And I talk about it often in profound ways to me. And I'm so, so grateful. And they're just cherished things. And God talks in scripture a lot about um, beautiful works that are public and then he talks about those private treasures mm. that we just know. <laughs> and certainly my relationship with you guys, some of it's public, it's on Instagram and people can see that we're friends. <laughs> but so much of what I carry for the Lesko family is a private treasure. That's mm. a special thing to me that will forever be held in my heart. Thank yeah. you, Shelley. And I am so grateful. Same. We so, love you so much. Same for us. Before we go, and I know we prayed to start, but I just want to pray over you. And Olivia, um, your mom and I are going to agree together and I'll probably cry, but I'm going to try really hard not to because I don't want people to have to listen to my sobbing <laughs> on this prayer. Oh it, will, it will make them feel uncomfortable, I feel sure. <laughs> and it will be embarrassing and all the things. But um, I do just want to pray that the faithful God that's led you to here will be the faithful God that leads you on from mm-hmm. here. Yes. And that in 40 years from now, that we'll look at your life as the bright, shining, unique gifted person Mm. that we see you to be even in these days. So in the beauty of the not yet and the becoming, we just say yes and amen to everything God has in his heart. So I want to pray for both of you. Let's pray real fast. Lord, thank you for these treasures to me. Thank you that you know the way I feel about them and how a gift they are to my life, to the Giglio's life, to our faith, to our family, to passion to Passion City Church. They are truly um, part of your anointing on us, your gifting to us. And so thank you. I do want to pray specifically for Olivia today. And thank you, God, for the ways that you formed her, made her, created her, gifted her, called her. Those things only you could do. And every parent can pray for them, but they can't manufacture them. It has to be the gift of your Holy Spirit, and you're doing that. You're awakening in her a desire to be fully yours and to fully obey you and follow you uh, with every bit of her heart and life. And so thank you for that today. I do pray ahead of her, even in the years to come, that you will be, as Jenny described, enough for her, that there won't be one day that she looks on and thinks, I just didn't have enough today, but that you would be sufficient in every single form that she needs for every single day of her life. And more than that, God, you would be significant to her, that there would never be a day that she wakes up and thinks, oh, I'm good, I can do this without God today, but that she would be so desperate and dependent on you and that you would be enough for her. And 
So I thank you for that. I pray over Jenny, just the name, the power, the authority, the anointing of Jesus that's so evident on her life. I pray that you would give her extra fight today in her desire to flourish, that you would give her a pursuing heart, a persistent heart, an encouraged heart, an enduring heart that says, I will become everything that you've intended for me to be, God, and I will shine as a bright light of your glory to anyone that you put in my path. And I thank you that that's who you've made her to be and that you're growing all of that in her day by day by day. Thank you for your daily bread, the way that you sustain us and uh, give us life. And we just say today that we're trusting and depending on you for all of it. In Jesus' name, amen. Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Shelly, thank you so much for having us. We love you. Listen, this was the greatest. So special to us. (laughs) The absolute best. We love you so much. I would talk to you on a podcast all day, every day. So just be scared when I call next time. (laughs) (laughs) Just say yes. You're fine. Of course. I love y'all. See you soon. We love you. Bye. Incredible. Man, we are believing today in the ways that Jesus is moving in each of our stories and bringing us together with unspeakable purpose. As women of the Grove, we intentionally share our lives with one another because we know this is how to extend strength and courage to the people in our path. And so in that light, we hope you'll share this episode with someone in your life today that's living in that sacred space of pain and promise. And if you found comfort in the Lesko's message of choosing joy, then pick up a copy of Jenny's book, The Fight to Flourish, which can be found anywhere books are sold to learn more about her and her family's journey. Thank you girls again for joining us today. The coming episodes of season four, man, they are filled with inspiration, truth, and wisdom from just women in all seasons of life and all stages of life. They're ladies that you've heard from the platform and honestly, ladies that you've probably passed in the grocery store. So stay tuned. You never know what you're going to hear and how it's going to impact you and the others around you. We look forward to meeting you here again next time on The Grove Podcast.